And welcome back. It is Thursday, and this is that portion after the 3.30 newscast where we always hook up uh, with our health contact, Lee Kelso. Lee, good afternoon to you, my friend. Hey, Pat. Good to talk to you again. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so a couple names that you've got on today. I don't know that I remember them being on the program before, but I can tell you just by looking through your, your uh, productive notes here that we're talking about some things I don't remember you covering, so let's do that. You've got Donald McDonald from the Duke Cancer Institute in the 9 o'clock portion of your program this Saturday. What's his main take here? Uh, This guy is really interesting. He is a big deal in the world of cancer. Lots of uh, prestigious awards, and his lab has been involved in producing no less than three drugs that are now being used against breast cancer and saving lives. So, Really interesting to hear from this guy about something that, yeah, I saw some research that said statins, the drugs that fight cholesterol, right, are also effective in fighting cancer. Really? Well, that's unusual. I, you know, I, I'd, I'd read some studies about that before, but this one pointed out some a big impact. So, I reached out to the Duke University Cancer Institute and connected with uh, Mr. McDonald and. Yeah, he says there's just no doubt about it. He said it is absolutely true that when you take statins, it absolutely reduces your risk of cancer. Now, Okay, so now are we talking about reducing getting cancer or are we talking about making the outcome better for people that have cancer? Both. He says, and the stats show, that you have a reduced risk of establishing cancer in the first place or a reduced risk of a cancer spreading. Um, cholesterol is a very apparently an important tool that cancer cells use. It's an energy source for those cancer cells. And so when you reduce that uh, availability of cholesterol in your body, hmm. it makes it more difficult for cancer to survive. Wow. Uh, th- that's an angle I didn't even think about. I mean, that, that's never even crossed my thinking anywhere. Yeah, you know, there are about, I I read another study said that there are um, about half of the people who by their cholesterol level should be taking statins don't bother. And quite frankly, I'm one of them. My cholesterol is a little bit high, even though I do all the right things. Hmm. Um, Then I said, you know, I'm I'm just going to continue to manage it with diet and exercise and try to get past it that way. But I tell you what, after talking with this guy, I'm going to start restart taking a statin. I just think, why not? There's, there's advantages here that I'm not getting. They're inexpensive, um, typically don't have side effects, so why not? Now, now when we talk about the fact of, of reducing catching cancer, getting cancer, having cancer take over, um, higher in men or women, higher in breast cancer or is it higher in colon cancer or does it seem to have some availability and give me some benefit regardless of the cancer? Well, Dr. McDonald, uh, his focus is breast cancer and he says very clearly there is a, a definitive link between breast cancer and cholesterol. But he says the science is also looking very strong for prostate cancer, colon cancer, and he says as they look deeper, they're expecting they're gonna see it more and more. And you know what, it's, it, there is a tie to obesity as well. So if you are obese, chan- your risk of cancer goes up substantially for a number of reasons. They think inflammation, 
uh, and other things. But typically, if you're if you're overweight, you tend to have high cholesterol as well. Mm -hmm. And so he says there's that link that you need to be concerned about. So, yeah, I uh, man, tell you what, really woke me up to this whole issue of why made me rethink why I'm not taking a statin. So now, when you talk about that, that maybe these statins are preventing the formation of cancer, but if cancer's already there, is it eliminating it, slowing the spread, making it more difficult for the cancer to grow? Which one's it doing? Well, he says it's all of them. So it, it, it's not a treatment. It's not a cancer treatment. But he said it's very common for women with breast cancer to be put on statins because the drugs that they use to fight certain types of breast cancer tend to increase cholesterol levels. So just because of that, they often recommend statins. Well, kind of a happy accident of that, they found that, that uh, the statins actually help reduce the, the metastasis, the spread of cancer. And, you know, that's the thing about uh, cancer that I'm not sure most people really track, and, and that is, Typically, it's not the primary cancer that, that gets you. It's where the cancer spreads. So colon cancer typically spreads to the liver. Lung cancer commonly spreads to the brain. So if you can do anything to reduce that risk of metastasis and make it harder for those cancer cells to spread around the body, heck, that's a win. Um, when we talk about these statins, I mean, and, and I'm no expert on this stuff, almost like anything else that you bring up when we talk together. Um, but but does it make a difference, I mean, not just of the name, but of the type of statin? Because I know there are some that they say stay in the liver and some go elsewhere. Do different statins help prevent or help deal with cancer better in different parts of your body? Yeah, so he, he did have an opinion on that, and he, it, it's not rock solid. Uh, he said... Yes, you're right. There's two types of statins. One is called hydrophilic, which is water-soluble, and it tends to be available all over the body. Now, some people say statins uh, cause them muscle cramping, and it's more likely to be these water-soluble ones that do. And sadly, those are the ones he thinks are probably most likely to be effective since they're all through your body. So that would be uh, Rosovisatin, or Crestor is the brand name of that drug. Right. Um, and uh, he said that's the one he is taking. He had tried, he had been prescribed some other versions of statins, and that just didn't work well for him. He was having some issues with it, but he's getting along fine with Crestor, and, and happily that's one of those water-soluble versions that he thinks is going to be most effective against cancer. And, you know, these drugs now in their... Uh, generic forms are so inexpensive. I think, I think, um, in some places you can actually get them for free or darn near free. Really? Uh, and so the cost is difficult to to argue with if if these uh, generic versions of these drugs are available. Okay, so that's that's Donald uh, Donald McDonald. Get that out there in a minute, and he is from the Duke Cancer Institute talking about statins preventing cancer, and also helping to deal with cancer. And he's got more than a few awards to back up the fact that when it comes to cancer, uh, he's pretty well-versed and knows what he's talking about. At 9.30, you switch the channel here a little bit. You're talking to Dr. Do Todd Cooperman, 
and he's the founder of Consumer Lab. What is it that they do at Consumer Lab? Well, yeah, this is interesting. I've been a subscriber, a paid subscriber to Consumer Lab for a while now. It is, think of it as the consumer reports of the uh, supplement and drug and health product world. So they're an independent group, and for the past 24 years, they go and buy products off the shelf or off the Internet, just like you or I would, and test them, analyze them, study them. What are they? Are they giving me what I want? Are they, tell, are they giving me what they promise? Are they safe? Are they containing contaminants? Uh, are they the right amounts as listed on the label? Uh, all of that kind of stuff. And so they recently did an analysis of fruit and vegetable supplements. Now, a couple of uh, listeners had contacted me and said, hey, I see these ads on you know, cable TV all the time. Um, you know, I, I, I know I'm really not getting enough fruits and vegetables in my diet. Do these capsules or powders or gummies, do they work? Do they make a difference? So when I saw Consumer Lab had done this analysis, boom, hook us up and uh, got in touch with Dr. Cooperman and uh, had an interesting conversation that I think people, if you've ever thought about buying one of these, it might change your mind. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I, I'm sitting here thinking about this because I have just ordered for myself the, the balance of nature, fruit and vegetable. It, oh, has, have. it hasn't come yet, but I, I've just ordered it because I'm pretty sure I'm I'm rather lean in that area of my life, and you you know how I am. I I need to get something to get my levels up to where they need to be. Is he saying balance of nature is not going to give me any benefit? Well, no, that's not the point. It's not that it's going to give you no benefit, but the amount of benefit for the cost is difficult to justify. Is what I came away with. I so, see. I'm looking here at their analysis exactly of balance of nature. Uh, whole produce veggies was the product. So they recommend you take three capsules a day, and it claims it's going to give you broccoli, spinach, green cabbage, wheatgrass, kale, cauliflower, celery, white onion, all of those things dehydrated, powdered, and put into a capsule. So oh. are they there? Apparently so. It looks like they are, in fact, giving you what they're promising. However, mm -hmm. he says you are getting about 10% of the benefit of eating the real food. So, so I'm, I'm going awesome. to get a much higher benefit if I'm sitting there eating a plate and I have some cooked spinach and cooked carrots there on my plate. That's going to go much farther than popping the pills. Absolutely. Okay. And the cost is is fairly high. Do you remember what you paid for that product? I, I don't. Um, I, I, I get my stuff financed by the First Bank of Kim. And so I, <laughs> <Of> <laughs> I also can't tell you what I paid for my water bill last month, if that tells you anything. Um, no, well, no, no yeah, I, I don't know. That, yeah, so he says you're paying about, uh, according to their analysis, you're paying about $1.50 a day for those things. And um, if you're taking three capsules, $1.50 a day, and you're getting um, one gram of product. So one gram with no fiber and none of the other kind of macronutrients that come when you eat the real fruits and vegetables. Hmm. Is it going to hurt you? No. Is it going to help you? Not much. Is it worth the money? Up to you. 
Yeah. So I and and you and I may be having another conversation then in about sixty days once I get to the other side of this, and just try to analyze what it is that I've done and what I've got. Um, but okay, is it worth the money? Maybe. But he's saying even if it is worth the money, it's not a substitute for eating real fruits and real vegetables. And that is the key. That's that's his hot button. He's a, he's concerned that people are going to think, well, I, you know, I've got these capsules, I've got these gummies, I've got this powder that I mix up every day. I, I don't really need to eat fruits and vegetables. Yeah. Well, you do because you're missing out on one of the most important elements, and that is the fiber that comes with those fruit and vegetables. And, you know, Pat, it seems like every time we talk, it comes back around to the gut microbiome. Yep. But it's just so important about health, and that's what fiber feeds are all those active bacteria in your system, and they do so many good things for your body and generate so many compounds that we need that you're just not getting it when you're taking these uh, vegetable supplements. There's another one that I'm a huge YouTube user. I subscribe to, I'm embarrassed to think about how many YouTube channels, but a lot of the hosts are backed by and support a product called AG1 or Athletic Greens was the original name. Now they've gotten a little more hip and they call it AG1. So, so that's an and actual guys, product name. That is the product name, AG1. And so the idea with this product is it's, it's grasses and other things that are powdered and vegetables and stuff. And you mix it with water and drink it, and it supposedly gives you a lot of that content from those plants. Well, again, um, they found that, yes, some of that stuff is there. Not everything that you're going to eat get if you ate the plant, but many of those nutrients are there. But the cost is uh, very high. And in this case, they, they didn't test them for pesticides, but he said they found small amounts of lead in these products. And enough that he said you probably ought not to be giving this AG1 to young children or um, of a lead. woman or a nursing mom. Well, did, did they have any thoughts where the lead was coming from? Yeah, it just comes out of the ground naturally. Um, you know, he said, for example, that uh, cocoa the, is often high in cadmium because the plant just extracts it from the soil. So if you are, I was for a while, adding cocoa to coffee to try to get some of the uh, additional uh, antioxidant and phytonutrient benefit. Um, and so you're, you are giving yourself a little extra cadmium that you would not be otherwise exposed to. Right. Is it going to kill you? Probably not. Um, well, that's a good uh, you know, something to be aware of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll that's, I sound like Steve Martin in that one movie. You know, you know, that'll be our theme. It won't kill you. So, well, listen, th this sounds really, really interesting. And I do have a funny feeling that the lovely Mrs. Miller and I will be listening uh, for both of these subjects uh, on Saturday morning. And uh, it'll be interesting. But 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 Cooperman here uh, from Consumer Lab talking about balance of nature, AG1, and like products, is it is it bad? It's not bad maybe if you think, unless you think it's going to fulfill all of your fruit and vegetable intake that you should get. Uh, it's not bad to take, but if you take it to the ex express extent of not taking the real deal, that might end up hurting you in the long run. It's not an excuse exactly that. 
There you go. That and and Donald McDonald in the uh, nine o'clock portion from the Cancer Institute and statins. And I think we all need to take a, a listen to that, especially guys between your age and my age. Uh, we need to pay attention to what's going on here with that. Lee, as always, it sounds like you've got another great show coming this Saturday. I get people that write me every week about your program. And uh, so I'm telling them again, be listening from nine to 10 Saturday morning for WoWo's Health Call Live. And our guest has been the host, Lee Kelso. Lee, thanks a ton. Hey, thank you, Pat. We'll see everybody Saturday morning. All right, my friend. Thank you. And we'll talk to you again soon. Podcasts by Federated Media.